Austin with Power Over Parkinson's with the Pop Profile series. Uh, today we have Joe DeRazio, who's volunteered his time to share his sto story with Parkinson's disease. Uh, to give you a little bit about Joe before we get started, he was a Pennsylvania na native in Pittsburgh. Um, he moved to Virginia in 1996, and his career spanned uh, 32 years in the electrical utility industry. Um, Joe held very uh, vast positions, various positions of increasing responsibility through this time, from account manager to vice president of sales to operations and alliance manager. Um, Joe officially retired in August of 2018, um, and he's also a person with Parkinson's disease. So Joe, thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. My pleasure. Um, well, if you're ready to jump in, we'll get started. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, so tell us, um, when, when were you diagnosed with Parkinson's disease? I was diagnosed in June of 2018. Okay. All right. And tell us a little bit about that journey and how you came to that, uh, that, that diagnosis. Well, my journey was a little unique. Um, in, May, in 2015, I experienced a, a heating sensation down my right side of my leg. Okay. I was getting my annual physical, and I told the doctor about it, and he said, you know what, we probably should send you for a, uh, a spinal uh, uh, MRI. Mm -hmm. They did, and they found a lesion on my spinal cord. Okay. And they said, well, you know what, uh, you had a spinal tap, which I did when I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. Probably should send you for a brain MRI, which okay. I did go to that. Mm -hmm. After all that was completed, I saw a neurologist. He recommended me to see a neurologist who said I had multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. okay. Some of the symptoms for MS are similar to those of Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So the next few years went on, and I just noticed because my father had Parkinson's. Okay. And his feet would shuffle, his right arm had limited mobility. And I kept telling Karen, my wife, I said, you know, something just doesn't feel right here. I know I have MS, mm -hmm. but I have Parkinson's too. Mm -hmm. So we got a, another opinion. We went to VCU and mm -hmm. Dr. Snyder okay. diagnosed with Parkinson's. Okay. So, and I could tell because I, I lost the mobility in my right side, mm -hmm. my right arm, my right hand, I was losing strength and I was shuffling a little bit when I walked. Mm -hmm. So that's how I came about uh, finding out I had Parkinson's. So I actually had both. Uh, I have both MS and Parkinson's and the MS is kind of yeah, stable right now. Yeah. So that that's under control. So the main focus for me is my Parkinson's disease. Okay. That's what you've been focusing on. Tell me what was the, the gap between each diagnosis? Uh, as far as time? Yeah. Yeah. How many? Uh, February, 2015 through June of 2018. Okay. About uh, three years, three plus years. Okay. Wow. And it sounds like since you did have that family history, you were at least a little bit versed in the symptoms so you could identify it a little bit better than say someone who doesn't know a lot about it and can't really pinpoint what's happening to them. Absolutely. Got Absolutely. It. Yeah. Having that experience with my father was, yeah. was really very important. Yeah. Good. Well, how has, um, I know we touched on your retirement as of 2018. So can you tell us how your both diagnosis, um, Parkinson's and MS affected your career and kind of um, how you came to retirement, et cetera? Sure. During my career, I did a lot of traveling mm -hmm. and uh, we were bought and sold many times. So there was a lot of pressure, which mm -hmm. in the job I had, there was a lot of pressure to perform and, and meet numbers all the time. So one of the things that I think the career job brought about was the, the pressure, the anxiety, the stress levels, which we all know are not good for. Right. 
cause can cause different diseases. Right. Uh, so, you know, when I got diagnosed with MS, I kind of tried to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then when I had Parkinson's uh, disease, I said to Karen, I said, you know what, it's time to take a step back. Yeah. And really focus on my physical health. Mm-hmm. So that's what led to me being able and being fortunate enough to be able to retire. Mm-hmm. It was very important so that I could focus on my health aspect mm-hmm. versus all the traveling and, and the pressures of the job to be able to retire and then focus not just on my health. Mm-hmm. Very good, which has been excellent, actually. What would be your advice for other folks having to navigate those di- probably very difficult conversations with your employer? So um, what would be some a few pieces of advice to navigate those conversations? Well, it was interesting because when I was doing all the traveling and when I was diagnosed with MS and then Parkinson's, I, I basically told my employer I wanted to take a step back, mm-hmm. do less traveling. And I wanted more of an, of an office type of job. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to have those kind of conversations with your employer to say, hey, I want to take that. This is what I'm faced with. Mm-hmm. I need to work for a while, but this is what I need to do. I can't be traveling and, and, and being limited in my ability to approach it from a physical aspect. Mm-hmm. So I, I think having that communication with your employer is important. And then from there, um, taking the next step, if you can, to, to really re- to retire if you can or work part time. Yeah, um, as we all know, those folks who are listening, um, certainly related to the Parkinson's aspect, your job almost becomes the physical activity. So if you're limited in that with your career, with travel, et cetera, you kind of have to reprioritize. So you have that time where you're not sitting in a plane or sitting in a a meeting or just sedentary all day because you have to focus on that physicality when you have Parkinson's and MS, certainly. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. how do you explain to others what it means to have Parkinson's disease? You know, Parkinson's disease to me is, is a slow approaching disease. Mm-hmm. It takes your mobility, uh, your strength in certain areas away from you, but it happens over a progression of time. It doesn't come at you with one big punch. So mm-hmm. it's slow and progressing. Mm-hmm. The good thing about Parkinson's disease, though, is you can fight it. Mm-hmm. The activity through mm-hmm. the activity through uh, the boxing with Rocksteady Boxing, through the pop, uh, pop mm-hmm. event activity. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about Parkinson's, it's not that walloping disease that some people face, for example, like with cancer and things of that nature, but it's slow moving, but you got to really focus your time and attention to the activity piece and the exercise piece to fight it. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do that, you can maintain a, a, a balanced life mm-hmm. and, and a good life. Mm-hmm. So that's when people ask me about Parkinson's, that's what I talk about. It's it's frustrating mm-hmm. because you're so used to, you know, I, I my right side has been impacted the most. Yeah. Losing that mobility to the right side gets frustrating at times mm-hmm. when you try to button your shirt or of do course. different mm-hmm. kind of the knife. Yeah. So it's um, but but it's a disease that can be that can be attacked, uh, and if you put the time into it, you can push it off. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say to people that ask me about Parkinson's. So two questions off of that. A, do you feel that um, folks kind of understand it or um, do they still have that antiquated or more narrow view of Parkinson's disease in that um, it's solely a tremor and you should look like Michael J. Fox and it's nothing's really behind the scenes. Do you feel like folks kind of understand that or do they have more of an antiquated view of it? 
No, I think once you talk to people about it, I think they begin to understand it. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, people that don't aren't familiar with an individual that has Parkinson's mm -hmm. antiquated view, mm -hmm. like you said, a Michael J. Fox or somebody with the tremors and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. so a chance to have a discussion with someone and talk to them about my, when I talk to them about my symptoms, I think it gives them a, a different perspective. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so my other question off of what you said, you mentioned taking a little bit longer doing the buttoning on your shirts and just kind of these like daily tasks that might just be a little bit longer. So how do you, how do you manage that extra time? Do you plan more time in the morning? Talk to us and provide some advice on maybe th those who are listening who are just trying to manage those, um, things that are just taking a little bit longer. Yeah. Patience. Mm -hmm. Patience. Yeah. Patience and, itself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, don't get frustrated, but be patient. And, and give that extra time to your point is, you know, it's going to take me, it's going to take me a little longer in the mornings to get ready with certain things like shaving and things of that nature. So mm -hmm. I allow extra time to do it. Yeah. Uh, if I'm in a hurry and I need a shirt button. I do ask Karen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's nice to be able to do that every so often. Right. <laughs> so that you segued into my next question perfectly. Uh, I've had the pleasure to meet your care partner, but talk to us a little bit about who your care partner is, your support person, and ultimately maybe a support team and how you, how you, who you lean on and how you uh, navigate this, not alone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Karen's definitely my support person, my care, care person. Uh, we've been married for 30 plus years mm -hmm. um, and she, our kids are older. Mm -hmm. uh, although my one son is back home from college now, mm -hmm. he graduated Liberty, so he's around. But Karen's been the main caregiver. We, um, she's been very, very uh, supportive. Mm -hmm. uh, she challenges me. She pushes me. That's great. Uh, you know, suck it up, Buttercup. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I need that. I need it's that. a good balance, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, and she's, um, you yeah, know, for folks that know me, I'm a big golfer. Mm -hmm golf so we'll be able to go off together walk nine holes or 18 holes together yeah, that's great uh, but yeah she's been very supportive very understanding and mm because -hmm. it, it affects your your partner yeah uh, uh, it definitely affects the partner um but uh she's been strong through it kept me strong through it and yeah, been, uh, yeah. my my one son that's home is my other person that mm -hmm. kind of wants to help out so cut the grass and things like that although i don't like to put that up i do like to do things like that yeah helps out when needed okay and my other two kids are great too they they're they're very supportive very understanding mm -hmm. uh, i'm not a late night person anymore so they understand dad's not going to be up till 11 o'clock or midnight right right so, that's great yeah very good family very very supportive family that's fantastic that's wonderful thank you for sharing that um, so how do you stay cognitively focused and challenged? We all, like I touched on earlier, Parkinson's isn't just a visible thing. There's an array of, um, non-visible, uh, or invisible things to other people that people don't necessarily see from a cognition standpoint, memory standpoint. So tell me how you stay focused and challenged in that area. A couple things. Um, one is, uh, believe it or not, golf is exercise, but golf is very mental. Yeah. Uh, the approach to the game of golf and you know going on a golf reading putts and focusing and you know golf is where your shots are and thinking through your shots and what the, mm -hmm. what's the next shot you're going to make mm -hmm. so i think and i play with guys that we go out in early in the morning and it's it's the camaraderie with the guys as well and the mm -hmm. conversation we have and 
talking about different things in our lives and aspects in our lives kind of keeps that brain uh, working. Mm -hmm. You know, thing is, is my faith. And I, and I do a lot yeah. of reading of scripture and, mm -hmm. you know, part of a small group. So sometimes leading a small group and preparing for that. So those are the things that kind of have kept my mind uh, uh, engaged and, and yeah. uh, focused. Definitely. I was going to touch on, joke a little bit about uh, golf being a mental game and a, a game of patience, right? So you're, you're, you're a lot of self-talk and keeping your patience, right? <laughs> and keeping your clubs in your hand and not whacking anything. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I have, when I play bad, I can say it's because I have Parkinson's. Oh, exactly. Aaron goes, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all selective. It's like when you don't get into the parking spot, exactly, right? You can pull out your your Parkinson's card, as we know, uh, my dad Gary does. Um, <laughs> so moving on, uh, pre-COVID nineteen, talk to us a little bit about what your workout regimen was. Well, it, it did include golf and and boxing, the rock steady boxing, uh, going and hitting the heavy bag and the speed bags. Yeah. Um, Doing a lot of walking. Uh, Karen and I do a lot of walking through our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Also, the uh, pop events, the activity events uh, that we participated in. Yep. So, you know, between golf and boxing and the walking, mm -hmm. uh, stay active. I, I, I enjoy cleaning my cars. For those who know Rocksteady, I, I definitely like to drive around in a clean car. So I kind of do that as exercising too, you know. Great, yeah. And, and doing yard work uh, yeah. out in the yard. Just yeah. staying active. Um, it's been my, my regiment before. Okay. So I like that you, if I can, before I jump into the next question, I like that you touched on something that wasn't necessarily deemed exercise. So um, to kind of give people the idea that it doesn't need to look like a treadmill or an official workout class, just to stay active. Um, just walking, um, washing your car, just m moving in some way is always better than just being sedentary. So, and it, it, and it doesn't need to look like a gym or a workout class or a treadmill. Absolutely. So that was Absolutely. great. You touched on that. Um, well, tell us how your, your workout regimen has been now that you're home and isolated and we're all social distancing. So how has it been affected and what are you doing now to stay active? Well, stay active, golf. Um, yeah. You know, Definitely, uh, I, I think I mentioned to you earlier, Governor Northern, whenever he came on TV and was talking about what he was going to keep open and closed, we had our fingers crossed that oh, yeah. closed yeah. off. Yeah. Um, so the fact that that was kept open, you know, to be able to go mornings and play nine or 18, and we walk with a push cart. So that's great exercise. Yeah. Uh, you know, the online classes that Pop offers and Rocksteady mm -hmm. offers, uh, the Zoom classes, Mm -hmm. are fantastic i mean you know we're not hitting the the heavy bag or the right. speed bag. we're still mm -hmm. doing a lot of those exercises and, and those are great workouts i mean mm -hmm. they really push you they, they push you hard mm -hmm. uh, really not a lot of downtime between exercises yeah um, those have been very good uh i appreciate the fact that you have put those online on saturday and we do it with jojo and then yeah. uh Rocksteady Boxing is, is offered and to keep things moving in that direction as well with the classes. Yeah. So those are the things that have kept me, uh, kept me busy and, and, and being able to walk outside. I mean, you know, yeah. continuing to do that. And so, you know, for me personally, outside of not hitting the heavy bag and speed bag, I'm still getting in my workouts. I'm still exercising. Mm hmm and staying active. Mm -hmm. I think um, two things on that golf 
and, and walking, like you touched on, I, you're certainly getting the physicality, but you're also just getting uh, a different, a change of scenery, right? And you're also outside and that probably goes so far with mental health too, right? Yes, it does. Yes, yeah, thing out of the house. So that's great. And then also regarding the Zoom calls, what we've found in, uh, I know Rocksteady Richmond's doing their calls and Pop is doing uh, those Zoom workouts every Saturday at 10 a.m. Um, what we found is just the camaraderie that it's not the same, but at least you can see each other's faces on the Zoom calls and there's inherent benefits of those live workouts too. So it's fantastic oh. doing that. And you're able to kind of talk a little bit probably before the class um, and at least see each other's faces. So um, it's been a, a blessing to be able yes. to do that. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Um, so it, it's been hard. It's certainly been hard, the quarantine on everybody, but tell me what's been the hardest part about being quarantined as a person with Parkinson's disease. I would say the interaction with, uh, my friends that I've made mm -hmm. through pop and, and mm -hmm. rock steady boxing, the fact that we aren't getting together on a, on a regular basis and, yeah. and interact your point, zoom is good. Mm -hmm. Can't replace that face-to-face -face contact, that camaraderie. Right. Uh, that that, that you have whenever you're you're face to face and together. Yeah. So I think it's probably been the biggest thing being quarantined. You know, the other thing, um, we like to go out to dinner. Uh, mm -hmm. Karen and I go out to dinner. So not being able to do that is, you know, it's kind of been, it's one of our outlets that we have. Right. Uh, we haven't been able to do that. So that's kind of been a negative, although we get takeout, you know, which, yeah. is, which is good, but still not the same as going out to a nice dinner and relax right. in the, the company. Right. Um, the other thing that the, the 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 disease or the virus has caused, my son was getting married May twenty third. Oh, yeah. Wedding plan for him. Oh my so, goodness. He and his fiance have uh, pushed the celebration back a year. Yeah. But they're going to get married. The, the neat thing is, we have a gazebo at the top of our street. Okay. So they're going to a wedding in the gazebo on May twenty third, and then they're going to oh, come back. Oh, that's fantastic. That's been another thing that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's not going to be the same, right? But turning lemons into lemonade, and the end game is that they're going to be married when they wanted to be married, right? Exactly. It's so, exactly. Um, that's that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that little tidbit. We'll we'll keep them in mind on, on that date. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what's now? This might. That's certainly one thing to keep you positive during all this stuff. But um, what's one thing you've done to remain positive during this time? Um. I, I think it comes down to my faith. You know, mm -hmm. I, 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 yeah, I'm a positive, per I've always been a positive person. So mm -hmm. personally, you know, just having this, the disease, um, yeah, I've always said, you know, people have it far worse than I do. Yeah. Um, with what I have, mm -hmm. and even though we're quarantined, I still am able to get out and golf and enjoy mm -hmm. the environment and nature. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm blessed with my family. Mm -hmm. Really, for me, the positive aspect of things is just all the blessings that I have. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't get, I'm not a negative person. I don't get yeah. down to it. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Karen doesn't let me anyway. So even if I was, right. uh, <laughs> No one would listen anyways. <laughs> you know, we're fortunate. We're fortunate to have uh, what you and your dad are doing for pop. Yeah. Uh, you know, the support you guys are providing us and the time you give us and the activities, um, you know, the, the boxing, you know, my dad, as I mentioned, had it, you know, my dad's passed away. Mm -hmm. 
had it years ago. And I, and I look back and I don't, yeah, I don't think these things were available to him. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, you right. know, fast forward to, to 2020 yeah. and things that we have that we have access to, mm-hmm. to disease and, and to live somewhat of a normal life. Yeah. Um, so those, those are great things to be thankful for. So, yeah. Well, to attest, I can attest to your positivity um, because every time I've seen you at any event, you're always smiling. So I can attest to those who are listening who might not know you, you are the person who's always smiling. So, and I think it's contagious and I think it's also just um, a choice in your attitude. So I think it's fantastic. And um, I like that you've been able to share that uh, it's just a matter of being positive and, and, um, keeping things relative, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for sharing that. So tell me uh, if you could wave a magic wand, um, there's an array of symptoms with pro Parkinson's disease and we know everyone's got a little bit different, uh, different um, experience with it, but what would be one thing that you'd have researchers saw one symptom that you'd like to eliminate today if you could? That's a great question. That's a great question. Cause like you said, there are different, symptoms and things mm-hmm. i would say um mobility mm-hmm. uh, you know the balance issues mm-hmm. uh, one thing that i would want them to, to 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 come up with something that would you know for me my balance i want to lean forward at times mm-hmm. and fall backwards I, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell people i'm around and you may think i was drinking but i really wasn't drinking prior to this uh, yeah yeah my like, father has said the same thing. It's like you almost want to say, "I'm not. I haven't been drinking, right?" It's uh, <laughs> it emulates it a little too closely, where you want to explain yourself sometimes. <laughs> exactly. So that would be the one thing I want them to to come up with a cure for that that part of it. Sure. Yeah. sure. Well, tell me. Uh, I know uh, my family has, and I can talk to talk about my own silver linings with this um, diagnosis of my father, but. What has been your experience with um, any silver linings as a result of your diagnosis? You know, the fact that I um, got out of the work environment and mm-hmm. focused yeah. and doing so, it's opened up doors of spending time with people, spending yep. more time with Aaron and yep. uh, focusing on my health. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been great. And mm-hmm. I've been blessed to meet folks like your dad and you and all the folks at Rocksteady uh, mm-hmm. made some great new friends and things like that. So yeah. that's the blessing. That's yeah. the silver lining of it right there. Well, it's not ideal, an ideal way to recalibrate. It's a way to recalibrate and you've kind of um, reassessed your priorities. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's right. Well, Joe, um, that does it for me. If you, if you have anything else to share. Well, I, I appreciate the time. Thank you for taking the time to, to talk to me. And uh, uh, like I said, I appreciate what you're doing. You and yeah. your dad are doing some great things for Parkinson's and it's greatly appreciated. Oh, well, I keep saying it's my pleasure and it's been so easy because we just kind of jumped in and met you all. And I feel like it's just one big community and everyone's been excited about it and we all share the enthusiasm. So it's been so easy to be able to just schedule events here and there because you guys are all so excited about it and everyone seems to just um, really love one another's company. So it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Margaret. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thank you.